GPS says... The destination is on your left. Hello? Is anyone in there? Who's there? I have an axe, and I'm not afraid to use it. Oh, shit! Welcome back to another episode of Strangers in the Alps, a slasher podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Traff the Revis. I'm Sam. I hate you so much, Travis. I'm Frank. And, and as you probably already guessed, this week we watched Megan Mathrigan. or Meg Freeman or Mathrigan. Morgan Freeman. Yes, we watched Morgan Freeman. <laughs> we watched M- Megan. Mathrigan. I would watch Morgan Freeman go on a killing spree. Oh, absolutely. The Wrath of God. That's like the sequel to Bruce Almighty right there. We so get we watched off track me- so fast. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever talked to me before? <laughs> Unfortunately. So we watched Megan, and um, I would like somebody to read the logline on the back of the VHS. Okay. If anybody has one. Is that you, Travis? I think it's Travis. We'll just kill some time while Travis uh, opens up his VHS yeah, off, of his, off of his iPhone. His iPhone VHS. Exactly. Here's my shuffle, shuffle, it's shuffle. It's steel case iPhone VHS. No, sorry. The update is downloading from my VHS tape. It's VHS version 3. So Very nice. I, I, My internet just died on my phone. I'm not joking. It just died on your phone tonight. <laughs> Must Can have you been. play some music while this is going on? No, yeah. does anyone have it on their phone? I, I wasn't, see, I my wasn't prepared to do this. My internet just died on my phone. Ay, ay, ay. Hold, the, hold up. I, I don't, oh. I'll cut out most of this, bah, but bah, I do like bah, the fact bah, that bah, I can bah, cough bah, to the bah. side, and it doesn't pick up the... Yeah, the mayor. Here we go. Sam, could you read the logline, please? Yes, it's a robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own. Excellent. Um, That's succinct. I think it would be great. I think it would be great if we could maybe do a little plot of the movie just to kind of give our listeners an idea of what the story's about. I mean, outside the logline, but actually kind of tell the plot in a simple way. Who would like to raise their hand and volunteer? Oh, Frank, thank you. God damn it. Okay. All right. Um, so, Mithrigan, as it's labeled in various... Um, ticketing softwares and online in the Wikipedia is about a robotics engineer that builds the perfect toy. So the movie starts off with her sister, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in an accident. A snowplow um, crashes into her car. She's got her husband and her daughter in there. Obviously, they don't make it, but the daughter survives. So uh, Gemma, the robotics engineer, takes her in 
Um, she's not the best mother figure to start. She's very involved in her work, so she's going through this problem at work where she needs to come up with a like a cheaper version of this toy. But she wants to... She's also working on a side project, which is Mithrigan. And uh, that's built to be the perfect toy. AI, an AI doll, basically. So she kind of meshes the two ideas together because she kind of doesn't want that responsibility. So obviously things are a little rocky at home. So this doll is supposed to be the surrogate mother. Things start off okay. You know, the doll kind of fulfills its uses. It keeps uh, Katie, the girl company. It tries to protect her from harm, gives her useful advice. But then there's a dog attack. So something goes haywire in Megan, and she starts getting a little more sinister, a little more mean-spirited. Her aim as a doll is to protect Katie from harm, physical and emotional. You see that in the trailer. Well, she goes a little overboard, starts killing a bunch of people, and uh, takes them a little while to kind of catch on. But when they do, you know, uh, things... Things come to a head, and there's some stuff in there about family. And there's a second robot that we will discuss further. I think that's great. I think you just nailed it. Yeah. Cool. So what was? can we go around? What were your initial thoughts before you saw the movie? Not initial thoughts, but what were your pre-thoughts about the movie? I'm sure we all saw the trailer. Several times. Yes, I saw the trailer. Sam, was it when we watched Barbarian? Yeah. Yeah, I remember, you know, the trailers were on, well, the VHS of trailers in the theater. And, you know, as the trailers were on, I was kind of chatting a little bit, looking around. And then I look up, and I kind of see this previews going on, not really paying attention, but I think it's the scene that everyone knows. Once, like, Megan and Thregan starts dancing, I was like, I I need to see this movie. I don't know what it is. I was like, Sam, we're going to watch this in theaters. And And I said no. And now we're doing an episode on it. So those are my initial... He tricked me twice. First chopping mall, now Megan. Frank's mom likes chopping. What? what <laughs> the were, chopping mall. Sam, what were your... Uh, well, I, I think we all know. If you follow this mm, podcast, mm-hmm. you know what Sam's pre-thoughts mm-hmm. were of this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's face I, it, you did not want to see it. Hell no. When you guys brought it up, I'm like, I will be absent this day. I'll be sick at home. I'll make it happen. I'm not going to watch this damn thing. And I find myself watching this damn thing. I was... The, the dancing part in the trailer was the one part that turned me off to this stupid movie. I claimed it stupid. I claimed it dumb. And I was not happy. I was dreading. There you go, Frank. Um, so I saw the trailer after hearing that there was something going on with this trailer, that it was funny or weird. Um, I kind of immediately figured it was going to be like typical January dumping trash. But I did see that James Wan name in there and I was like, oh, there's hope. It might still be stupid, but there's hope. So going in, I was hoping to be surprised, mostly expecting it to be, you know, trash. Because, you know, sometimes executive producers, they attach their names onto things and it's not always the best thing. But um, it's just yeah. for marketing, just to get people to see it. They're like, hey, remember that one movie that you kind of yeah, well, this person much. like was uh, actually filming their movie and the movies were filming next to each other. Then while he was eating a sandwich for lunch, he peeked at the set. So he's an executive producer now. Pretty much. Yeah. So that's what I expected. I um, 
It's funny, Sam. I saw the trailer a few times in the theater, but the first time I saw it, by the middle of the trailer, I I had the exact opposite. I was like, oh, man, I got to see this movie. It looked so campy to me. It looked like it was just going to be silly, campy, probably not good at all, but just in a way that I was totally going to enjoy watching it. So I was very excited to see the movie. And, and that's all I have to say right now. So initial thoughts? Any order? Anybody? Well, should we just save it for final thoughts? Yeah, let's just get into it. Let's just, what, 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 what do we think about this? Well, really quick, with, the, with your... Um... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your okay. summary. Your summary. You said that you th- you think that um, she got she changed when she got the dog attack. Yeah, though I there was hints mm-hmm. of something else going on before then. I think for me, it started when she learned about death. Yeah, that's when she was like, "Oh, there's more to life. There's death. There's an end to things," and that's when it, it triggered her to be like, "I can." I can cause that or something like that. There's morbid thoughts. That's mm-hmm. when she started having that's I my mean, opinion. You know what? I think that actually might might make more sense. I only figured it was the dog attack because there is that obvious bit of sparking going on. But she did show a little bit of a difference in demeanor. Yeah. Right. Um by like the fifth time that Katie didn't wash her hands after using the restroom. Which by the way, girl, wash your hands. Yeah. That's gross. That and also <laughs> flush the toilet. Yeah. She's like, God damn it, Katie. Wash your fucking hands. I mean, honestly, how old is Katie? Are we thinking like 11? I'm thinking 12? like 12. I'm thinking like, yeah. yeah, 10 to 12. I don't know a 12-year-old that does not flush the toilet. Exactly. I don't, I don't want to know a 12-year-old <laughs> Travis that doesn't flush yes. the toilet. How old were, we, were you when we could rely on you to flush the toilet? Um, be honest. Not even now. Dan, I'll be right back. <laughs> it, remember, if it's brown, flush it down. If it's yellow, let it mellow. <laughs> Any, anything else, Frank? Um, no, I mean, I, 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 thinking back on it now, and I guess that's one of the reasons why I'm excited to get into other movies as we go along, is that sometimes you forget about things or you don't pick up on stuff that you probably did in the moment. Because I do remember thinking uh, her reaction to mm-hmm. learning about death was really um, pointed. Yeah, it was like wide-eyed. Yeah. Yeah. But I love the cut of when she got bit and her hair was in disarray. <laughs> It was just that cut to like, I'm like, I laughed at that part. That was a great cut. I've been using that, uh, that screenshot as a reaction for several days now. Wait, can you send that to me? Yes. Okay. I have to say for a movie that I do think delivered on a very silly, campy level, I was surprised at how emotional the movie was. Like the movie spent a lot of time really working that, that loss um, it wasn't just something they did in a cold opening just to get us to move forward. They actually held on to that. I found that um, the the Gemma's journey emotionally to sort of watching her go from a person who is just very obviously, what do you call it, uh, OCD almost, like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to put that on a coaster, it has to be like this, very organized with everything, to see her sort of start taking on sort of motherly and and really becoming more emotional the daughter not the daughter her her niece. her niece I, I i was very i was impressed that they actually spent that much time really working the emotional journey of this story and i think that did play all the way to the end um 
su- impressed and surprised. Yeah, I, it, didn't I, feel, I, it didn't feel easy. It didn't feel easy, and it didn't feel fabricated. It felt, it felt real to me. I, uh, go ahead, sir. Sorry. Even when she was feeling lost, like or losing grip of her niece to Megan, I thought that was really prominent, and, and you could definitely feel that, and also that helped with the story. Absolutely. Spe- speaking of prominent. <laughs> Here comes um, a joke, no, folks. No, it's not a joke. No, <laughs> he's lighting up. No, <laughs> if you could just ready. if you could just see Travis's no, face no, right now. No, I'm just saying prominent. <laughs> There's a dad joke no, coming. No, it's not a dad joke. It's it's when it was losing group because I remember when when they were sitting at the when they were sitting at the table and she's like, oh, I don't want to talk. It. She's like, I don't want to talk. How pristine did that hot dog look on the table? <laughs> It looked fake. Like when they were eating, I was like, "That is the neatest hot dog yeah, and, I have ever seen in I my agree. life." I thought it was interesting, though. Speaking of food, the first meal they have together when they're sitting there—I guess it's breakfast—they're each having like a dry piece of toast. Like yeah. that's what that's what Gemma's presenting to her niece. Like yeah. she didn't even think, you know, maybe she could pick up some eggs, swing by McDonald's. Well, I, mean, I don't that, know. That, that it kinda, was that, so bizarre. That kind of goes with the whole thing you're saying too, where it's like, you know, Megan. It was, and they, they, it's a constant theme in the movie. It's like, hey, I don't want to like deal with this grief and like the coping i'm just gonna have the doll do it and kind of just substitute everything yeah yeah i i guess my only uh regret in that whole storyline is that the uh, the therapist didn't get killed by megan i was really wanting that to happen because i found her super annoying no the therapist yeah. was annoying because that's the thing the scene i got I, I was getting annoyed because the therapist is like oh i'm just gonna sit here and just watch i'm not gonna intervene at all and as soon as they sit down oh you don't got toys oh let her use the toy oh let her use that or she's just i was like didn't you say you were just gonna watch but it's like, a goddamn <laughs> collectible ma'am that part Hold on. Triggered. But the the therapist, I feel like that's what therapists do. I think it's realistic where where they nitpick everything and they want to not give the child to Gemma. So, yeah, she's going to sit there, but she's really going to tear you apart. You're supposed to hate her. She's a social worker for sure. I mean, for me, it was just like, I understand what's going to happen. She's just like, oh, I'm just going to sit here. I'm I'm in a shadow. Right. I'm not going to intervene like one second in. Just to catch our listeners up, there's a therapist who shows up to evaluate the relationship between Katie and Gemma to see if this is an appropriate place for, for Katie to be raised. Because, so that's just to catch you up right, on the Right, because the, the grandparents were talking about taking... In Florida. Katie. Right. Yeah. Lovely um, person. Can we rewind back to the very first shot, that commercial? I feel like... <laughs> I, I, that... Okay. That commercial kind of won me over a little bit because I, I grew up on Furby... Yeah. Oh, um, sure. Yeah, and then there was a brief period in like the, like the later 2000s where it came back for a little bit, and I was um, a victim to that. But I felt like with that commercial, it set up the tone of like the the comedy side, and and I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I you mean, mean perpetual pets, the per- pets that first. outlive you. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and all of the tagline and yeah, all of the narration. Line. Yeah. And then, so good. And, and then the knockoffs with like the glowing butt yeah. cheeks. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, but I like as a kid, I remember uh, my sister and I. We got Furbies when they first came out. I never heard of Furbies. My uncle got them mm-hmm. for us, and I thought they were cool. No, the big Furby craze was crazy. Um, but and, and I, I like what you said, Sam, because with me, it's it's where you said where it sets up the humor. Because one thing I really liked about the movie was I felt like you were never laughing at the movie. Yeah. You were laughing with the right. movie. Yeah. yeah. Which is not the impression that I got from the trailer. Yeah. When I first watched the trailer, I'm like, this looks really stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be making fun of it the whole time. Exactly. And then like Dan said with the emotions, by the end of it, I was like, no, I'm like really caring about these characters in yeah. this movie. I know. I mean, we talked about this. Um, I think it was. Um, with uh, Malignant when I was saying I didn't really I wasn't invested in the main character's journey because she really wasn't 
didn't seem invested in it. But this, yeah. I did. I mean, on that very, you know, the popcorn, rainy day trash movie, it was, I did care. I wanted, I needed Megan to go down. And in a really, really good way. Yeah, it felt uh, just above a by the numbers horror movie yes. thing. Um, I also had a surprising reaction towards the end. I was really, really rooting for them to like destroy Megan, but also not really because I, because you want Megan too. Yeah, of course. But I was very much in the fuck her up, fuck Megan up yeah, right well, now. And it's a doll, so no matter what they do, it's not going to be like gory. It's just yeah, going to no. be really fun. And when they bring in, yeah, the ending, I don't know. I was getting vibes. Like, the whole time I was there, I was thinking, okay, so obviously that they showed Bruce. Bruce is going to come in at the end. Oh, of course. Ex- you almost explain, that was explain, so explain, obvious. No, I was ex- oh. Explain Bruce. Bruce is a, I guess you it find— It was her grad project. Yeah, it was her grad project, which is a like a robot, but you have to, like, have gloves to control it. It's not autonomous. Right, that's the word. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, what you find out is that when I guess her and her niece they first start bonding over this grad project, Bruce, and she's like, "Oh, that's really cool. Can I try it?" So you knew it was gonna come back in the end. But I was thinking that way it was coming out at the end. I really wanted to recreate that scene from Aliens with Ripley when she has the Queen. Get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> but, Excuse me, sir. Yeah, I I think all of the Chekhov guns, like in the film. Every single one paid off. Um, yeah. Every little hint, every detail. Um, my only thing is that I, you know, they did the whole thing in the cop where they were like, okay, Megan has a thing where she like makes all the deaths look like they were accidents. What kind of investigator thinks that the neighbor's death was an accident? <laughs> and is it? A, is there only one cop in that there, city? Because the same one. cop kept showing up. Yeah, it's the same Are cop. Are we sure this didn't take place in Seattle post-malignant? <laughs> I was saying because. it was James Wan. It was the same, it was Sorry, the same police the department. Left. It was the same the police department as malignant. It's the whole universe. Because, you know, I understand, okay, like, when the bully kid, when he gets hit by the truck, okay, maybe Seattle. But with the neighbor, she got her hand with a nail gun and she got blasted by the chemicals i don't know about you i mean yeah i wake up once in a while and i accidentally like stub my toe and i fall over i'm never getting like a nail gun in the hand you've never accidentally I mean, pressure washed your own face to death it, not, it not chemicals? happened to didn't it happen Griswold. i was gonna say but that was a sleeve things can happen women can mess up too yeah i'm not gonna be there on record saying too. that I will We're say, people too. <laughs> I will say that the movie. I agree with what you're saying, Travis. The movie knew what it was. It it never veered off of its course. I never saw like a left turn where I went, okay, wait a minute. Now what are you doing? I mean, it set itself up very clear. We always we knew where we were going. I thought for the most part, it it did um, fulfill uh, what it what it was at a at a at a pretty maximum level. I do have a couple of. Um, things that I, I wasn't quite sure if you don't mind if I can jump in on that are we ready to go in yeah, any go. okay yeah so, so talk about whatever you want so I didn't understand I felt like who was the guy who ran the company what was his name oh David oh, David. David I feel like David like really wanted to see this thing happen I wasn't really sure why David needed to go down I wasn't sure why Megan was taking David down you think David would be her 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 ally I, I in all think of this because he wanted it to happen. But I think it was just to go with the thing where like she explains to the guy she goes in the elevator. It was making her look like like it was. It, they didn't want Megan. Megan didn't want herself to like 
for people to know that Megan went bad and Megan was killing the people. So I guess she found a, a good vice to like set up where, you know, it was the assistant. So I think that's why. And I mean, this product was so popular. I think no matter what, it's like, yeah, he's a CEO. They can bring in someone else. It, this toy's coming out. I actually have something really interesting, but I'm going to bring that up when we get into the gimmicks section. Okay. Well, let me. Great. Great. So the, the, here's the other thing. They do it. They, they do a whole setup for this presentation. And David's saying, no, I want lots of people. I want a ton of people here. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, we got to have a ton of people here because Megan's yeah. going to go off crazy here. Yeah. I mean, Megan's going to take down like 50 people in that in that room. And uh, I, I didn't think the movie, in terms of that kind of let's, let's go crazy climax, mm -hmm. I felt like it could have gone a little crazier in the climax. Still want to have the house scene. Still want to uh -huh. have the one-on-one. -on -one. But I kind of wanted a... A little bigger I, battle. A big I, splash. I will yeah. respectfully disagree. Okay, great. Um, I feel I didn't want that. And when I saw it, it was kind of setting up for it. Because I think at the end of the day, Megan wasn't a killer doll. It was just her trying to protect her the, the girl. It was her trying to protect. So I think with the way this film is leading up, it's like I don't want her to go on a killing spree at the end. It's like I knew at the end it would be some kind of face-off at the house with maybe Bruce. Something more personal. Because well, I, I knew, but it did. That did happen. Yeah, I'm we saying knew that, that was I'm saying happen. I didn't want a Megan revenge because to me, I, I I didn't feel like that was part of the story. Her going on a killing spree. And it also would have been rated R. Uh, yeah. I was surprised. I didn't know it was PG-13 until well, after the end of the movie, but I knew at the end of the movie. Well, this was not rated R there, because there's nothing in here that would be rated R. The actually when the, when when they were filming it. The film didn't have a set rating yet. So the screenwriter actually came out and she said that there actually is a rated R version. And there was a lot of stuff that was cut from the film. And there, I think there was like five, five more deaths in the movie that were entirely cut out. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's a bloody version. They say it gets like almost malignant levels. Uh, See, that's where I thought we were. Honestly, I thought that's where we were heading. Well, this... The studios were like, let's cut it down to PG-13 because we want more people to come watch it. And they were trying to aim it towards teens, which I get. But at the same time, I, I would rather that malignant level of, of um, kills. But mm -hmm. I, I think, too, and it's, it's, it's too because of, like, the such positive reaction to, yeah. like, the Megan dancing. And, that's, that's, and I yeah. think that was kind of... I think they were like, you know, they saw the response and they're like, wow, like, all these teens preteens are liking it it's one, the tiktok era yeah, yeah right, well, because one right. of my one of my co-workers who saw it in theaters he texted me before the movie started and he was like there are like so many kids in this movie mm -hmm. <laughs> like there were like 10 year olds nine year olds eight oh, year olds really yeah um i will have to say one thing though and this may be heading to where you want to want to talk but when megan breaks into song oh god i Sorry. <laughs> oh, see i went okay this movie will do anything and we're going we're going that's what i mean it's fully committed to its idea and it it pardon my expression it milked every aspect of it yeah i i actually started laughing out loud by the way i saw a private screening yesterday i was the only person wow. in the theater really we're i saw it like at uh, at a regal at, oh, at wow. noon and i was it uh, we when when i watched it uh there was 10 people in the theater wait hold on can um, let, let's talk about your theater experience because I want to know how like the audiences react. Oh yeah, to that's it. where so, I was go going. Ahead. Yeah, no, I yeah. just want to set it yeah. up. Yeah, so I watched it. There was well, we were supposed to see it at Alamo Draft House, and it was a full showing. But I guess they had 
technical difficulties that day, so they canceled our showing. So we ended up going to the Lemley in NoHo. We ended up going there at, like, a, I think it was Sunday. At, yeah, Sunday at 4.30. There were 10 people in the theater, but I will say we all bonded. Um, no, I remember in the beginning, in the was beginning, experience. no, when, in the beginning, when Megan was unveiled, she was like, no, we're going to work on this. She unveiled some guy in the answer was like, oh, no, 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 no. And then everyone was into it. And then in the part two where, uh, the CEO is talking, is talking to her, is like, you're going to have to go to legal. And she's like, well, it's like, because you are now the most valuable asset in this company and you have to re renegotiate your contract. So I'm behind us. was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> like every, all 10 of us, I feel like we all bonded. We had an experience. All, all 10 of us. All 10 of us. We're going to carry it that experience for the rest of our lives. What was your experience, Sam? I, I watched it like you had my own private screening. I watched it before work, so I threw it up on screen. And I'm a little jealous because I, I would love to see it in with an audience because I feel like that would have um, heightened the experience a lot more. I think you, so. Right, you had a sold-out show, right? Yeah. Um, How's that? My experience was actually a lot of fun. I feel like, for the most part, the audience got everything that they wanted. There's a lot of laughter, a lot of, uh, mm. especially that um, that bully scene in the in the forest. Oh, the ear. Yeah, we'll yeah, the ear was up. gross. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I think the the best part was that every time there was a a musical number, everyone just started laughing. Right. It bit like it wasn't like like you said laughing at the movie. It was like oh we're going there. Okay. Yes, that's what I loved about it. I just started laughing like I love that they're doing this. And that's the thing to go back and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying this is you're never laughing at the movie. You're right. laughing with the movie. And I'm gonna sound super lame here because the audience kept getting excited when she was singing. I'm gonna be super lame. I don't think I knew what song she was singing. It's an original song, I'm sure. Oh, no, 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 no. It was I've pop, never heard it's that a, song. It's one of like the pop songs. The oh, first one was Titanium. Yeah. Oh, titanium. Was. Yes, <laughs> yes yeah, I don't know what that song yeah, is. Yeah, I, I thought they were original but songs. The thing is, even though I cringed at her singing, it makes sense because she's becoming this mother figure or someone that Katie can confide in. So when you're younger, you know, moms will sing to you. So that's part of your... your well, I mean, it goes in the thing too because you can remember she was like uh, Katie when she was talking to her aunt she was like oh are you going to read me a story and I like how she just dismissed her so much she's like I don't got any books here it's like you're a tech you have a phone you yeah. can read you can read a story and, and I think that's why too and that's why like Megan was doing the scene and I think that's why she got it so attached to her because mm -hmm. it's like hey she was actually someone there for her like the assistant like Nyerson whatever co-worker was saying it's like why are you making a doll mm -hmm. out of this uh -huh. <laughs> But also with with the reading, it was really cold because she's on a phone, yeah. and that's kind of it. But it you have differs, to wait for that right. update. <laughs> yeah, and then also like when you think <laughs> about books compared to phones, there's it's a difference. Like I, I love reading books, and I and I have a Kindle, but sometimes I miss books, you know, yeah. and, and it's like a mechanical but thing. Just, it's cold. I so. just mean for the moment. It's like yes, you can read off the off the phone now, and then maybe get like a book. Like yeah. Later, you know? well, that's what she was doing. She was waiting for the thing to update. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I, did you I, watch I, it? I, I did, but <laughs> I I took that very personally. I was like, she just wants to hear a story, and she's being mean to her. Yeah. You know, the other thing is, um, in this movie, nobody, no, no nice people died in this movie. There wasn't anybody that died that went, oh. That's the dog. There was, I'm okay. normally not into animals dying in movies, obviously, but... The fact that they didn't show the dog all that much 
made it go down a little easier. Mm. Like, like I'm not saying yay the <laughs> both. But you don't see. I'm not saying yay the dog's right. dead, but, but I you're was not as affected. Yeah, I was just like, oh, well, the dog was kind of an asshole anyway, so. And, and you <laughs> don't, yeah. Yeah, and, and I do and love dogs though. I love dogs too. But I, by I, the way, we, we in no way condone harming animals on no, this absolutely show. Absolutely, I like you know, and I like to, I like the way they kind of handled it too, because the way they handled it was you kind of hear like she's like mimicking the voice, and you hear the you hear the treats. It wasn't straight up just like I'm gonna go in the doghouse and slaughter the dog. Mm-hmm. I think it was a little kind of lighthearted, mischievous. Also. Yeah. Does anybody here watch Black Mirror? Yes. Did did the Elsie thing remind? Did you watch the latest season? I've only seen a few episodes. I think episode, and then when we did the Baba Chuck, <laughs> or what was it called, the Chucka Wucka? You're so off. I get you. <laughs> I Baba get Chuck. You, you mean the, the Doodle Bugger? I know. <laughs> no. no. Tang Walla Walla Bing Bang. Oh my God. No, what was it the Wiki Room? No, no. What Bob, is going on? No, it was. It I know was, what you're talking. It's no, fine. We'll Chadwick? figure it out. No, yes. what was it called? Chadwick? Hey, no, it was, on, it was the black... Talk, uh, you don't need to guess anymore. The Chadwick Chronicle. Just can you I, wait? I've read that book. What I'm trying to say, let me finish my freaking thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> She's going mad. Anyway. She's going to go Megan on me. Um, M3 again. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The LC machine. It doesn't make it doesn't make any freaking sense if none of y'all seen it. But whatever. But maybe our Dude. listeners have seen yeah, it. Yeah, maybe our oh, listeners right. at home. So there's this episode where um, it talks about technology, and there's this one machine that's very much like Elsie. It the same frame, and it's like an AI thing as well. I thought that it was like a maybe it's an out of reach connection, but I immediately thought of um, Black Mirror. I'm gonna look it up right now. I think a lot of. Uh... A lot of this movie felt like it was uh, Black Mirror adjacent. Bandersnatch. Thank you. Um, yeah, a lot of the theming in the movie is, a, is I wouldn't say anti-technology, but very much uh, keeping technology in its place and not letting it uh, take over things that still need that human touch, uh, like parenting, um, yeah, because that's know, a big note. Yeah. 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 That's 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 kind of the theme of the movie, really, mm-hmm. is that you can't replace. You know, technology cannot replace the human spirit. Yeah, and I mean, they even bring it in early too. Like even in the first lines, I, I, the part two is even a theme in the beginning where where um, the mom's like, "Oh, you need to limit." Like rep, when they're in the car, oh, you got to limit your screen mm-hmm. time on the phone. Remember, oh, we talk about screen time, and then even then, when she's like, "Oh yeah," and then when I'm like, "Oh, you can just use my iPad," she's like, "Oh, well, what about screen time?" She's like, "What's that?" Like, you don't get any screen time. You can use it as much as you want. Mm-hmm. We give our children technology, then we use that as a way of of uh, of being in control of them. Here, here's this really cool thing to play with. Now I'm going to tell you, you can't play with it if you don't do what I need you to do. What do you think about that? I'm just trying to talk about a movie called M3. <laughs> you're bringing in all these like uh, uh, I development I'm, I'm courses. Bringing, I'm bringing you down, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're, you're talking about the, the the test. I'm just trying to talk about Tesla Model M3. And she can play the piano. What was cooler than that? Was she playing the piano? Yeah, she was. Gemma walks into the house and all of a sudden you hear the beautiful oh, 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 piano oh. being played. And there's Megan playing the piano. I think the only thing cooler, 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 cooler than um, her breaking out into song is her little outfits her cute little outfits her outfits her were, and they were so like not of this age they're american they fucking, doll they were so american, american doll, doll yeah looking. and the and the wig i like when they were trying to pick out the wig yeah that whole sequence it reminded me of like princess diaries or like typical 
yeah. teen movie. Yeah, you gotta where they have just, that scene. Yeah, exactly. It, it almost reminded me too of like RoboCop. Like, like mm-hmm. I was getting those vibes like in the beginning. It had like the typical like with the screen when they were turning it on. You kind of see like the writing, and she has like Sally, the flashlight. The fucking. Mic. I am this close. <laughs> hey, this is a really stupid question, but I can't think of the word. What is it when you like you're gonna patch something in? Like I'm gonna. What they did with her was she had to touch the. Megan oh, and then Megan. Oh, synced? Oh, yeah, synced. It's not, you that's synced? not the oh, word. Pair. 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 Bluetooth, yeah. The, the pairing. I just thought the pairing was like, I mean, I accepted it because they told me that's what they were doing. <laughs> but I kept going, how does this work? I think it was a, a way to basically tell Megan, uh, hey, the next person you see, that's the person you're pairing with. Yeah. Because I, they do show that the, they show her looking at Katie and then having a reaction. So I, I'm assuming it's it's like Bluetooth pairing. I, it is. I just also felt like it was a, a way of just covering a whole lot of ground in about one sentence. Yeah. Like, we don't really have to explain it because we all know what pairing is. Oh, they're pairing. Yeah, I do that with my phone all the time. Yeah, very simple. it was economical. Right. Very simple Very film. economical. Everything about, the, very simple, a lot of the way the story is told. Uh, speaking of simple, uh, did anyone else kind of laugh or what did you think when she was at the alternative school and they look over it and you see Megan sitting at the kids that table was funny. that <laughs> was funny at the toy table <laughs> yeah. I think there were a lot of those shots where it just cut to her yeah, just in the environment yeah. and it just it made Megan me was what you always about. dolling about always cut to Megan whenever you need it I'm sure like the editor well, let's just cut to Megan now we need I, a cutaway I we know got, we're trying to match these two shots they don't fit throw Megan in there I know I've said this with almost every movie we have uh, talked about, but honestly, I think this would be an amazing off-Broadway musical. Yeah. Titanium. Oh, my gosh. You know, you, you know, you I, can, I really do. You can do M3 again, The Stallion. Oh, I told someone I was watching this, <laughs> and they were like, what? Megan The Stallion is around? <laughs> yeah, see? See, y'all just... Anyway, now that we're still talking like about the string. alternative you school. You pull the back. You pull the back of me, and I just say random things. Yeah, I'm going to cut that cord. Brandon, he's a little dickwad. Oh, yeah. What a little shit. And I hated him so much. And it was funny. They're like, how old is this kid? He's like 15. They they make a a comment about it. Like, how old is he? But when the mom is asking him, so she says, fuck you, mom. Or not, (laughs) did you say mom? Said her name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fuck you, Janet. (laughs) Damn it, Janet. A classic. Classic. What do I say about boys? You saw that guy. What do we say about boys? That they're my foreplay. Oh right. So how did how did you feel? I fucking loved it. <laughs> um, it was gross. Mm-hmm. It's so good, and that I didn't pick up on it in the moment. But I, that should have been the first clue that this movie was PG thirteen because most of that scene was bloodless, but it was really uncomfortable and cringe inducing. Uh, the sound design mm. was really cool when uh, Megan stands back up mm-hmm. by her legs. Um, just really good direction overall in, yeah. that, in that scene. I, I really liked, like, that was the moment where I was like, oh, I'm, I'm really going to like the horror aspects of this mm-hmm. movie. And oddly enough, just where my brain went, when he pulled off her shoe and then got down his knees, I thought he was going to have his way with her. I thought so, too, I think, and I was a yeah. little creeped I was out. Like, I was like, I was oh, no, we're really not. Really creeped out. No, 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 we are not going to do I, this. Yeah, I felt that in the audience. Several several people yeah. were like, uh. Right. Like, don't Johnny, do that. We're go- Johnny, we're going home. Yeah, we're not doing <laughs> that. We're taking you home. We're going out of this movie. But, How do you explain that to a 10-year-old? Yeah, I, you just get a doll, 
That sounded really weird. <laughs> first, first, you for, said you're not. We're not first, saying that. First, it, first, no, no. first, we have to inflate the doll. <laughs> now, go ahead, Travis. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, so yeah, the movie. I For being a PG-13, I did think it, like, the ear thing, I thought it was pretty graphic. I agree. For a PG-13, and I thought a lot of the implied violence made it grosser I, I can't speak it made it more gross the implied and I don't know like I, I just have to keep saying I felt like to me it was at the right level of violence I didn't want malignant levels with this movie at I'm all. Not, I just want to go back I'm not saying maybe I sounded like I was I'm not saying I wanted that big giant scene I just expected it I thought it was really set up that you were gonna have that big Megan takes on the entire you know, corporate. That's what everyone That's thought. That's what yeah. I thought. Be cool because they set it up to do that. So I, I, I agree. I think what we didn't see in the violence, but what was in our head, was far more graphic Absolutely. and far more effective. Absolutely. I thought. I would have loved to see her get power blasted in the face, though. That would have been my. That's a different Megan oh. takes on. <laughs> well, you, know, mm-hmm. you know what's funny. Mm-hmm. Remember what, would, what would that be? What would anal? <laughs> what would anal be? Is that what you were no, gonna say? No, 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 no. Wait a no. minute, we're talking about anal now. See, no, you got the doll. It could be. No. Are we back to Brandon? <laughs> no. What I'm saying is, what That's would? That's her end tag right there. What I was saying, what would the? I'm not gonna continue that. No, but that. she got with the with yes, the chemicals. No, what I'm saying is with the chemicals. Hang no, on, let no, Sam talk. No, what I was saying. Well, this is part of the joke. The. The sex tape. Well, I'm not a sex tape, but sex the, porn, tape. the porn version of Megan. Now that you brought it up, now I want to know what it would be. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, Megan would. Uh, Megan would short out at some point, and that was too the many fluids. Thing. There's a point. Oh, well, with the with the with. <laughs> There's a point in the movie. It's during the big battle scene between Gemma and Megan, where she kind of shorts out for a second. I think oh, some yeah. water got on her. Oh, oh yeah. And my first yeah. thought was, oh, they're going to short her out. That's going to be the V. She's going to get hosed, man. They're going to turn on the hose She's and just. She's got And I kind of forgot about, what, what is the robot's name? Uh, uh, Bruce. Bruce. I forgot about Bruce. And then when it happened, because when it was set up, I thought, oh, yeah, Bruce is. Oh, I didn't have a Bruce note. Bruce is coming Bruce to save the day. Bruce is coming in the end. But it still worked for me. The Bruce moment worked. Because you forgot about Bruce. I, I honestly we forgot about Bruce. We didn't introduce you to another one of our family. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good reveal. I forgot yeah. about him too. And it, it, I like that she was the one that did it. With the don't yeah. bring me down. Um, just going back a little bit to you saying that. Um, oh right. You you guys thought you were expecting more blood and you were cool with it. I think there could have been a balance between the two. I think most of the movie could have been um, like just the right amount the way it was. But I I still feel um, and this is one of my little you know, nitpicks about it is that I guess I was expecting more of a bloody splash ending. And what we got was a lot more personal, which is fine because um, thinking back on it now, like it does kind of remind me of Child's Play a little bit. You know, the first um, Chucky movie. It's not all uh, blood and guts. A lot of it is a family dynamic um, surround, like adjacent horror film. It's not really until the sequels that you get those big bloody moments. So, like, in in that aspect, I think it still works all right when you frame it like that. But, like you said, Dan, I do think that they there was a little bit of a promise made in that last act for more people that wasn't delivered on. I feel like the, it was probably actually better if they had removed all of that. 
or yeah, because they were setting up. us up for it. Yeah, for sure, they were absolutely setting us up for it. Yeah, I mean, you had the and guy. Maybe it actually hanged. does exist in the R-rated version. Maybe there is that scene. I heard but there was a lot cut. I um, also feel like they set out, set us up for a sequel with Elsie. So I feel like maybe the bigger crowd would be if they have a sequel, which I think they're talking about. No, there it. is. It's called. Yeah. It's called Smart House. <sighs> It was. It totally at the end where it was like now the home computer right. network yeah. smart house, evil smart house. Okay. Yeah, is that Thank the you. thing at the end where the Google or the yeah, or the Alexa LC. suddenly? Yeah, yeah. So, Megan went into Elsie. So I feel like if you were waiting or if you wanted that bigger crowd, the sequel would happen because now she's in the Google Everybody's thing. Everybody's yeah. house. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Not or, just that, but the, there is a, a a plot thread that. They kind of drop it, not really, with the assistant, uh, David's assistant, oh, yeah. stealing uh, Megan's files, right. and then they never pick that up. Yeah, I wonder. There's more a competitor of that. out there that has all of Megan's data now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like they just ah, ah, ah. it was yeah. the, it was no, the it, way of night used... moment from the first Jurassic Park. Hopefully, yeah. they don't take six movies to uh, you know bring that back up like they did with Jurassic World, where everyone forgets about it, and the, the, you know, like you said, six movies later, no one cares. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think, and that's where I thought it was going to go, was the competitor. And then they just kind of use it at the end just as to to frame as a framing device. As, you know, as Megan's justification for killing the CEO. Like, oh, well, you know, we're going to make it look like, you know, the CEO found out that you were stealing company secrets. And he threatened to fire you, so you took your revenge on him. So then I you thought, took this paper cutter and cut yeah, your own yeah, throat. Yeah, I thought they were going to do more with it. But, Frank, too, this movie actually did remind me a lot of Child's Play. Not just the original. It actually reminded me a lot of the 2019 uh, remake. Oh, yeah. Tons. Um, the opening is almost exactly the same as the 2019 remake. So, and then you even have the ending where it's like Chucky kind of like expanding his consciousness into technology everywhere. And a part of me almost thinks, um, you know, Child's Play is now, I think, like a TV show. And it they is. have so many movies now. I feel like it's because. Chucky. Yeah, I feel like because of the soft reception from the film, I think it was kind of universal wanting to reboot the franchise without using the same title or thinking of another way to do it. And they were like, Uh well, let's just invent a new doll. We'll call her Megan. I feel like that that's it's kind of their attempt at doing that. That's possible. I mean, I think uh, I I. I guess uh, I don't want to get too much into my thoughts on the Chucky reboot, just in case we cover that. Oh, no. Yeah, we don't have to. Yeah. I th- I think you're right. There's a lot of – there's actually a lot of stuff that I liked about that Chucky reboot that I hope that uh, Megan picks up on, just because I, I think there's promise there. And especially with a sequel, like, I, I would absolutely love to see more um, in this – uh, potential franchise I going from malignant to this I definitely see um, I don't know if improvement is the right word but I definitely see like a, a development in uh, the Akila Cooper's mm-hmm. writing mm-hmm. and I, I want to see more of that I like I like what she's bringing to uh, to horror yeah I think it was more consistent this time around because with malignant I think we all agreed it dragged at some points with this one, it was it was just, I felt like I didn't feel any drag at all. It, the storyline was consistent. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think it was a way more fully realized storyline than than Malignant. I think Malignant was a, a really cool idea uh, in terms of like what was going on, 
But as far as storytelling goes and character development goes, this was a much stronger movie, and I thought way mm. more faithful to yeah, uh, it's, to its uh, to the genre as far as far as the kind of movie it was supposed to be. They established the campiness. I mean, from the first commercial with yes. *Malignant*, yeah. you got like the third act, and then you're like, oh, this is supposed to be campy. Yeah, yeah, like it, it sets up that um, tone, and it doesn't it doesn't really. Um, steer away from it it doesn't switch things up like you say it's a lot more consistent but also hits its jokes a lot more uh it's horror isn't as in your face but it's still it's still creepy there's still there's still lots of unnerving and uncomfortable moments um there's a lot more of humor obviously because it's a horror comedy but um yeah, like if straight horror, horror comedy, I'm just I'm down to see more of what she's mm-hmm. got going yeah. on. Yeah, I think unnerving. I'll, I think unnerving part for me was when she or um, Gemma finally wrapped up um, Megan, and uh-huh. then Katie was going ballistic without her. I was so annoyed with that child. Yeah. But also, it felt to me like she was like addicted to Megan. And yeah. getting that taken away from her, she was like, I'll do anything. Just let me have one more moment with her. I felt like she was a drug addict at that point. And that was, I thought that was a really cool thing, though. I thought that really played well. Um, go ahead. I forgot what I was going to say. I wasn't saying anything. Please did, say though. something. <laughs> you did, though. I just said, yeah, like she's a, it's like the whole thing with the technology that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And that the whole, and her coworker like warned her. She was like, oh, you can't just, you know. No, I no. It was yeah. It was the coworker, yeah, the co-worker. and the, it was like yeah. If you just you she's can't gonna replace. you can't replace yeah. You're going on to something, Dan. <laughs> no, I'm really not. I lost my train of thought, Travis. No, I was just saying yeah. No, you can't. Um, you can't have something substitute in place. Like you're only putting a placeholder. It's 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 when are you gonna start to rob and just for every solution it's like well I want to escape this how can I just distract now I don't want to deal with it you can't just keep running away from your feelings and just find something to keep distracting because it's all just gonna it's all gonna implode exactly or you're just gonna lose that attachment forever because it's like yeah it's conversation stuff no one ever wants to have with anyone but they're conversations that have to be had right I agree I going off of what you were talking about Frank too though I. I felt like from the very beginning of Megan, I'm talking about not the, the movie, but from the very beginning of Megan being in the movie, mm-hmm. there was just something subtly creepy about that doll. It yeah. was the eyes. It's the it was eyes. The, it was the eyes, yeah. I mean, it, you never, and of course we knew we were watching a, a horror movie anyway, but, or a thriller, but still, I thought that was really well done. Like, that's a very delicate thing. So they never made her like, cute and adorable and even though those are the words coming out of her mouth and there was fun stuff going on there was still always in those eyes where you, mm-hmm. even in the beginning when she one eye is kind of almost yeah. a little a little cross-eyed that was that's very but that was an, another moment where you kind of like no, this doll is not this is not gonna turn out well for anybody but even the adults were freaked out by them like when she, when they arrived at the alternative school the, the teacher was like, oh, who's this friend? And then when she turned around, she was like, oh, my God, never mind. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. I did, so, too. I thought it was great. It's just kids that found them adorable, which... Kids are fucking weird. But so um, weird. that brings up something about uh, the Uncanny Valley. Do you guys know about the Uncanny yeah. Valley? No. I do not. Is Travis. It, is it totally uncanny? Yes. Travis, 
talk about the Uncanny Valley. Well, Uncanny Valley, I mean, Uncanny Valley, if I just want to bring it like a film example, was for me, it was always those... Um, did you ever see the Polar Express, like the animated one? Yes. Where they use like the motion capture. So the it's one that Tom Hanks is the in? The one that Tom Hanks yes. did. They did that one. They did A Christmas Carol. Uh, yes. Um, I think it, it's to that point where it looks too... Uh, it, it, it's where it almost looks too real or your mind your, your mind just uh tricked yeah your mind gets tricked um it's like 99.9 percent real but but it's your the, mind but your mind on that but it's the one yeah, percent that mind, makes it yeah, look really that, that's what it is. not good yeah yeah. For, yeah so for me for the film example you, you can't you can't focus on it entirely or focus on the the one part that's wrong and and it kind of freaks you out like for me i never liked those polar express movies the motion capture one we're speaking about eyes it's because those eyes look so lifeless mm. in those movies that mm -hmm. it freaks me out <laughs> yeah well they are they're really freaky looking and yeah, i so, remember when we saw that movie uh my daughter i don't know how old she was at the time i don't when it came out but 2004 it, okay she was daughter years old so her so she was like 13 so her initial comment was why didn't they just make a movie why did they do this and that's robert zemeckis right well because didn't he make the movie yeah they originally did but i think one of the deals they had to make was they wanted to keep the look of the book and zemeckis said and that's why i think some studios turned it down because they said why don't we this is too expensive i think the budgets were like 150 million or 200 million dollars and what some studios turned it down they said it's too expensive but zemeckis said the only way we can do this if, if we try to do it live action the movie's going to cost a billion dollars like the only way we can do it is animated that makes no sense that that's, makes absolutely that, those are no his sense. words not my words hey he made roger rabbit so whatever he yeah. thinks i agree but with. is it is it purposeful for having them to is I, for like their eyes to just be lifeless is that a thing or it just happens to be I, that way i think it just happens because i mean you know when we all look when you look into someone's eyes i think it's just because it's the limitations of the technology yeah. at the time it was so definitely we, a failing and a limitation of uh, cgi in like the early 2000s and uh it kind of went away for a bit um but is that what megan is i'm sorry to interrupt. yeah okay yeah so the, that gets me back to um the idea that now I feel like we're seeing more use of the uncanny valley as a purposeful instrument to cause, you know, discomfort, make you think like something's not right here. This is this is creeping me out, but I don't know why. And I really like um, its use here, especially mm -hmm. because every shot of Megan, um, when she's not doing anything, you're still kind of unnerved by her. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the movie does a really good job of using those um, those shots and the uncanny valley to keep that sense of uh, you know uh, underlying sinisterness. So then, is all of her facial features or just her face all CGI? Yeah. So it's it's a uh, I think I believe the actress wears a mask and then mm. they they CGI the expressions and the Got movements it. over it. Do they use animatronics at all at any point? Because some of the movements were like. No, that's all. That's all a twelve-year-old actress. That's yes. crazy. That yeah. Dancing was a twelve-year-old. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the movements when she gets shorted out were really creepy. That's why really I thought creepy. it was like animatronics because yeah, that no, was that's really all good. Her. Wow. Props to yeah. her. Yeah. Oh, Katie, I didn't want you to see me like this. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, was, that part was creepy. I just, oh, that I last just, scene was creepy. I just man. dropped Megan. Everything's okay. Yeah. <laughs> when that they're whole fighting scene in the, living, the, in the dining room. 
It almost kind of reminded me of the opening to Kill Bill. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I love that. That part still freaks me out. I can't watch that. when the daughter time. comes home from school? Yeah. And no, blood oh, no, all that's when they're talking. fighting and the school oh, bus pulls up. Sorry, I was talking about like the first scene. Yeah, so um, that was all all her. But um, that also, also brings me up to uh, um, so many of Megan's uh, facial expressions and uh, comments were super, super sassy and yes. underlined by mm-hmm. the sense of, like, microaggression. Like, damn it, Katie, please wash your hands. Or, I thought we were having a conversation. <laughs> Occupational hazard. I just, I, such a sassy bitch, and I loved it. Like, I feel, I honestly feel like this movie's going to become a campy cult classic. With I, time. I, it's, it's already I is, unfortunately. Yeah, it kind of came out like that, which is unusual. I yeah. mean, it actually, by the trailers, you were like, oh, this is already a, 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 camp, a, a campy classic. It was already a phenomenon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we are going to get more, I think, because what the film was supposed to, the projections were 17 to 20 million, and it actually opened up to 30 million. Jesus, that's And good. it was actually the biggest January release, I think, in like the last 10 years. Guys, it beat wow. up Babylon. So yeah, Babylon. The Babylon. It, it beat up Babylon. I think every movie, movie. I think every I, movie beat it. I know I we're couldn't never. I straight face. I know every we're never going to watch Babylon and talk about it, so I'll just say. Wait, did you watch it? I'm I, never going to watch it in general. I never. I did not see it, but I have a few friends who saw it. You know, who, who, did they no. like it? No. They made I didn't up, like they, it. They made up the box office. Not at all. <laughs> I did not like it at all. It was one yeah. of his worst it looked interesting it from the trailers. Like, I wanted to watch it, but now I... The first I... act was great, and then it just... Anyway. Mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of like... I mean, I, I like him as a filmmaker, but I think it was kind of just like La La Land, kind of just getting to his head. And it's Maybe. Like, I can do it even more. Because First Man wasn't too bad. That was after La La Land, right? First Man had a lot of mixed reviews, though. So. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it... I mean, it, 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 there are points in First Man where I'm like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. kind of getting bored yeah but it always kind of like gets me again i i was hoping babylon was a mix between la la land and whiplash i thought it'd be great but it was not that at all whiplash i still think is his greatest film absolutely um but i I think no i I liked first man i think what a lot of i know some complaints that came down to it were ryan gosling's acting people said it was yeah that's what i heard i am not gonna say anything about ryan gosling i'm already (laughs) trying to make up for john liguizamo's brilliant (laughs) acting in Violent Night. You know, so you don't want to talk gonna, about Ryan Gosling's wood? I, I, do, <laughs> I do not want to talk Only about God Ryan Gosling's. Um, I'm so glad we've gotten completely off no, the tracks here. I, I almost forgot about, though, a John Leguizamo film. I have to say it to all our fans out there, John Leguizamo Fans United. A movie when I said John Leguizamo does good acting did not mention Tu Wong Fu. <gasps> oh, actually, yeah. Fu. I love that, <laughs> that movie. Was have really you seen good. that movie, Dan? I have not. I even liked it's him really in Romeo good. plus Juliet. I have not... As Iago. There is no movie called Romeo Plus it's, Juliet. It's, 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 Baz Romeo, it's on there. It says Romeo Plus. It has a plus That's what it there. says on the cover, man. On the VHS sitting Dad over there. Dad is cringing on right now. On the VHS sitting right there, it says Romeo Plus okay. Juliet. All right, Dad. Um, um, can I just mention, I really love the moment where uh, Katie starts crying at that investor presentation. Oh, and so Megan random. kind of, like, like, everyone's kind of freaking out, like, oh, shit. What's going on? And Gemma's like, oh, fuck. And then Megan looks at Gemma through the uh, 
presumably a two-way mirror uh, window mm-hmm. and you can tell the look on her face she's thinking you fucking dumb bitch final fix this <laughs> I got this oh my god <laughs> I got this look what I did now I'll fix this <laughs> yeah yeah pretty I, well, I fucking love that well it's like it's like her remember how we kept saying Megan kept telling her like oh wash your hands flush the toilet it's like talk to your niece <laughs> yeah talk to your niece I yeah. got this oh I gotta do it again there was this one point where she was silent when they were all having dinner I forgot what they what she was trying to have her oh Eat the, the coaster no no it was the oh. coaster oh it was eating the and then the eating the vegetables too yeah no but the coaster comes after right right that... she ha- she told her to eat the vegetables but there was this one part where the aunt was where tra- Katie put the cup aside or next to the coaster and then Megan or the aunt looked at Megan to have her say something or oh. expecting her to say something and then Megan's like no Megan you can didn't say, say it. anything yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what that's what I'm freaking saying I'm sorry I got excited so before we go into uh, into favorite deaths you guys know that that dance scene wasn't in the script what yeah no it should have stayed off the freaking script it was hilarious it, no it didn't it, I'm it, so glad it went from the it went from the script to the screen. It was not in the script. That's what I'm saying. It just read itself. It was not in the script. Yeah, no, the director snuck that in. Favorite deaths? Mm, yeah. No. no, I think I think it was a brilliant move. Oh, I, I thought it was great. If for nothing else, it was great for the trailer. Yeah. I, before, before final thoughts, I think it was a marketing ploy, and this marketing strategy for this damn movie is so well done because it's in your face a lot. My friend who works at Universal or CityWalk the theater, he sent me a video of d- like 10 different Megans showing up at um in the in the circle and they were just dancing. At they the were stage. doing that popular yeah. dance. At the Unhinged. Stage. Unhinged. And they did that at the premiere too. So it they really have that marketing thing down. Yeah. that Well, that brings me into something before we get into final thoughts and uh, favorite deaths. Um, the marketing gimmicks for this movie were a little crazy. And a little. A, a lot of them are focused obviously on the... Uh, the dance um but there there is i guess a, an article out there that has a shareholder email about the aftermath of megan's little crazy rampage so i will be reading this email real quick because that is going to get us into the marketing gimmick discussion so um this article starts with this email it says dear funky shareholders we are devastated by the loss of our intrepid ceo david who along with his assistant was found dead in one of the elevators at funky's headquarters we are still gathering information with the authorities though the process has been hindered by a mysterious problem with our surveillance system at the time of the incident the working theory is that david was killed by his assistant in a grisly murder suicide via office supplies as funky's acting ceo i hope everyone joins me in offering thoughts and prayers to david's family because that always works uh this was the darkest moment in our company's storied history but rest assured there's hope on the horizon while david's death understandably led us to suspending the launch event for our latest product the model 3 generative android also known as megan we are happy to report that orders for the -the state-of-the-art ai child companion have exceeded early projections Megan is well on her way to becoming the highest selling toy in Funky's history, even surpassing our beloved line of perpetual pets. The fact that we have achieved this despite David's death and the sudden resignation of Funky's lead roboticist, Gemma, who has made baseless accusations that Megan is, quote, the HAL 9000 of dolls, is nothing short of remarkable. 
We couldn't be more excited to share Megan with the world. As the first consumer reviews for Megan begin to trickle in, all shareholders are invited to join us at Funky HQ to celebrate with hors d'oeuvres and cocktails. This is an exciting new chapter for the company, as well as the newest member of the Funky family who's ready to slay. Warm regards, Miles Surrey, acting CEO of Funky. And the rest of this article has a bunch of uh, verified purchase uh, reviews for the Megan doll. That's really crazy. Yeah. Can I see that? Yeah, I, of course. I actually appreciate the brevity of that email, too. Right? Yeah, it was only like 20 minutes long. Yeah. How <laughs> 9,000, David. But um, that obviously tells us, number one, um, they're planning a sequel, which we kind of already knew. But the groundwork is already being laid for it. And um, that... I guess marketing gimmick slash ARG approach isn't being done a lot these days. But um, Travis, you'll probably remember this because we were big. Um, I mean, we still are, but we were big movie geeks at the time. Do you remember the ARG game for Cloverfield? How there oh, was oh yeah yeah with the with the, with the MySpaces yeah yeah for the, yeah they had that they actually had the fake with Slusho yeah it was slusho they had the t-shirts they actually yeah it was a whole like japanese site that you can access and if you just went on the site dan and i showed you had no idea it was tied to cloverfield you would have no idea at all and it, they even had like the the emails where it was people saying oh like the mysterious thing from space the ingredient i think they even tied the ingredient of slusho to the monster right the monster's yeah. creation that that's what it was that was like bursting out of the stomach yeah and then there was also the uh the dark knight arg where before the movie came out um i guess joker's henchmen uh would have this um you could join his gang i guess by calling this number and basically these these uh marketing gimmicks for movies where the world of the movie kind of bleeds into the real world and you can participate here and there yeah um how do we feel about that? Like, I, I honestly think it's a genius way of getting more people to talk about movies, but it also kind of the the audience participation aspect of it is something that I feel like we we should hopefully be seeing more with movies of different genres, not just, you know, action or horror. But I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like it's a it's a not new avenue, but it's an unwalked avenue that we should be walking down more i just am very grateful that thanos spared my life um, <laughs> <laughs> oh i remember that it took me a second um it's what but, he's talking uh, about no, but, yeah no i i remember even went back i don't know if any of you remember remember when district nine was coming out sure. and they had those bunch bus benches the bus bench ads and they had the billboards that were like oh if you spot a human or if you spot the mm. to call this number mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i always liked it i mean i always tie back to i think it was great was kind of when all this started i think started the first viral marketing was like blair witch project yeah because just them releasing it, everyone thought it was real and then it even came to the point where they had to like go to court and be like no we're not dead yeah well uh, even before then it was all the vincent price movies oh yeah oh I yeah mean, also like going way back it's cannibal holocaust they oh. they were like the true mockumentary like thing but then the director went to court did you know about that no. no. Did you did you guys know? You know the movie. Dan, do you oh, know Cannibal oh, Holocaust? Cannibal Holocaust, Cannibal yeah. Holocaust, yeah. So they they made everybody believe that it was a documentary. And it's about this um, group of film students that went to an island on um, that had a bunch of cannibals. And then they filmed them. And the cannibals, like, killed everybody on the, on the team. 
And um, when the movie came out, everybody everybody believed it was real. So they brought the director into court. I think it was in France or something. And then they were like, you killed all these people and animals, so you're going to jail. And he's like, no, 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 no. This is all fake. I had them sign a contract for a year to just disappear. I have them here. And he like brought everybody back. And they're like, no, yeah, we're not dead. We're, we're actors. And they're like, okay, great. You're off of those charges. But then what about the animals? What happened to them? How did you make that? Real. He goes, oh, no, I killed them. Yeah. Uh, so the animals they killed on screen were wow. real. So he got put in a jail for a year, I think. Oh, but my But that was, goodness. like, one of the first ones. Yeah, and then it even goes back. I, I just remembered about this. I don't – I'm going to tell a story without knowing the actress's name or what film it was. But I think there was a film, too, that came out years ago. And then there was the whole thing in the movie it happened. Or someone where, like, the actress or something got hit by, like, a rail car or the street rail car. And they all thought she was, like, dead. And then she came to the premiere of the movie. And she's like, no, I'm alive. What year was this? I think it was in like the 40s or 50s. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, I forget which movie it was. I was trying to help was. you. Uh. Oh, so the rail car was driving at like two miles an hour. She's Probably. fine. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but no, I always really liked it. Going back to Cloverfield, I remember, Frank, and I think you and I were super in it. It even got to the point where like my wallpaper on my computer was for Slush Show. Mm -hmm. I had the t-shirts. I think Frank and I, you and I saw the references in Heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the yeah. TV show Heroes? Yeah, the TV show Heroes. It was huge. And, like, it was so, like, niche, the marketing. It's like, if you didn't know what it was, you had no idea. But it was a whole, like, universe. Yeah, yeah. right down to the uh, the characters in the movie having MySpace pages and oh, posting. Oh, that's creepy. Um, yeah, they, they, they had all these, uh, like, so one of the characters in the movie gets a promotion. Mm. So his MySpace page uh, kind of chronicles, like, oh, I've got this interview, blah, 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 this and that. Oh, uh, I got it. And then right before the movie um, came out, obviously it starts with a party, so a lot of the MySpace pages are mm. posting about, oh, we got a party this week, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's pretty creepy. Yeah, like, it, it was really inventive marketing that, I mean, obviously that movie made a ton of money yeah, for I, very little, but, um, yeah, like, I, I really hope going forward that we see um, studios kind of, you know, Playing out, you know, uh, what's that word? Stepping out of the box or whatever. Thinking outside the box. Yeah, thinking outside of the box when it comes to marketing because I'm getting real tired of watching the same trailer for yeah. like half a year. Like, remind me of the movie in different mm -hmm. ways that, that don't spoil the movie but make me think, oh, yeah, that I thought that looked interesting. Thanks for reminding me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, I – and I know I remember this. This is always a marketing thing. I always found super cheesy. I never liked it. I always laughed and thought it was dumb. Was Remember when, like, I think, like, uh, those Paranormal Activity movies were coming out, and I think they did it with The Ring and, like, Blair Witch, where it would be, like, audiences are are oh. going crazy and scaring this way. And it would have, like, the night vision footage of the people in the theater, and they'd be like, whoa! And it'd be, like, the popcorn flying. Do any of you remember those TV oh, they, spots? They, they, they would still have? do that. They still do that? Yeah, I love and absolutely. hate those. Oh, it's I so think, gimmicky. I think for, like, Insidious and Conjuring, they, Probably, they would still do that. I, it's, but it's never in... um theaters it's always like a tv spot yeah it's always yeah. the tv spots it's like well, yeah you, you know and <clears throat> this is going way back i remember reading a, a story when the original frankenstein came out in the early 1930s that one of the big marketing ploys was they would they the studios would bring ambulances and park them out in front of the theater because the movie was so scary wow. that people were fainting and had to be taken to the hospital and they did a, and they so when you walked in the theater you would see ambulances parked out in front 
and oxygen and all kinds of things for people. People are like walking in going, what the F is going on in it this works. theater? It works. Absolutely. I don't think it would work in this time no, because no. But that social for them. media. So yeah. now we're doing we're right. doing it differently. But it's like I, I have one of my best friends, his wife was, um, was uh, in marketing. She was with Warner Brothers and Lionsgate and a whole bunch of Paramount. And one of the things that they would do, like I'll use the movie Twister as an example. When the movie Twister came out, so what the thing they do, they, they, they get with all the news, and, and why am I all of a sudden seeing all these stories about tornadoes? Why am I all of a sudden getting all this you know, media about, we've never had, all, well, they tie that in. So now you're thinking tornadoes. Now you're looking at real tornadoes. And guess what? A movie called Twister is also coming out. Very common marketing. I was actually recently watching a, uh, this is going to sound weird, but I was watching a YouTube video. Um, it was a guy trying to find the uh, the composer who did the Disney Channel like bumper theme song. Right, right. Such a niche thing. Yeah. But one thing that stuck out to me is that he like searched high and low for this composer who nobody knew of or at least nobody had bothered to remember who who did this bumper music but along the lines he talked to somebody from marketing at Disney who mentioned that they start the their marketing like like you're saying Dan like almost year several years in advance they start pumping things out like hey you know, um, if you've got like like you say a Twister movie, they start bringing stories up about Twisters to get the audi- a, yeah. to get the a, audience's mind on that right. before they come out with their thing. Yeah, that's a very real thing. That's why you spend twice the budget of the movie on marketing. I don't know if they still do that it's, because movies you know, only are in the theater for like two weeks. Ante. No, it's probably double like, now. Like remember. When it first came out, they had the I was haunted say house. The cl- yeah. yeah, well, they even had to. They had the haunted house. But do you remember? I think they found out it was tied to it. Remember, I think it was like right before it came out. There was all these news stories that like people were saying clowns. I, were I don't like, think that was a marketing play. Was I think that people something? Were, just crazy. were people just doing that? You know I think what, people though? were just crazy. I, I, don't, I don't know. Now that Dan's talking about it, mm. I'm starting to think maybe well, they because, did. Because oh, remember, no, I think they did for sure. Yeah, There's rem- nothing is by accident in Hollywood, guys. Nothing. But this wasn't even Hollywood. It was like. Midwest. Well, yeah, but th- th- that's what but he's saying. That's oh. like, what I'm saying. Like, They're feeding you. Yeah, th- they'll feed this stuff to uh, to like news mm-hmm. um, news media, and then that will that will start that train running. Yeah. So let's just uh, let's just go into final thoughts then. Uh, who wants to start? Travis. Travis. Oh, and also we're gonna rate it too, right? Yes. Oh crap! Um, I forgot to rate it. So my final thoughts of the film, I was going in expecting to laugh at the movie and I ended up laughing with it. Um, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it would. I thought it was a great story. Um, like I said, it was just everything I wanted to be. It was a very simple movie. Um, I had fun with it. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd recommend it for everyone to watch it. Um, out of, let's let me rate it. I will give it probably a solid four out of five kombuchas where's the where's the kombucha from yeah where the where the where, the, where david he tells the assistant it's like get me a kombucha oh. he never got that kombucha no he no side note i love ronnie chang yeah have you seen his um stand-up on netflix i have not you but should. now i will yeah you but sorry gonna go oh. back a little bit but uh-huh. oh no i like i said i thought it was fun i i think like i said it's just a fun horror movie that 
doesn't really rely on jump scares much and it's 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 going back to kind of what we're talking about it's a very creative movie it, it goes back into almost kind of like something you would see in like the, the 80s or 90s um it's it's not something that goes super deep into its lore where they have to go back where there's some curse and something from some family it's just like hey like this is the doll she's just protecting her that's it i i enjoyed it I like that you rated it and then you continued to review. I had some more <laughs> thoughts because I had my kombucha, so now I can rate it more. You ever actually tasted a kombucha? We actually have Because hang on, I get you a glass of toilet water and you can have some of that. I was going to say we have kombucha on tap at work and we drink it sometimes. Wait, do you really? Because I mean, Pink Lady Apple is my favorite. Same. Yeah, no, that's have the you w- had the rosé one? That one's good. No, but I uh, won't know. Yep. We have, yeah, we have kombucha on tap. Okay. Is it the, the what's it called? The health aid? Yeah. Is that no, the one? No, I think it's the one you guys were talking about. That's, yeah, that's, that's the one. healthy. My I don't guy. know the brand. I just drink it. <laughs> what about you, Sam? What were your final thoughts? Um, unfortunately, I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> after after the credits rolled, I'm like, these guys are going to laugh at me because I, I truly enjoyed it. I hate that. But um, Such joy in your face. Such joy. I walked out shaking my head. Um, but it was, it was, I like that nothing was overdone. It was very simple, like you said. Um, what did I write? Yeah, that that the world that they created wasn't so absurd that you you question it, even though we should, because it's still kind of crazy. But they presented it well, and and I believed everything they put out. Um, yeah, I I don't know if I'll watch it again. Maybe in like a few years, I'll just revisit it. But um, yeah, I liked it. Um, rating it, I would give it a three point six out of five blonde wigs. Oh, nice. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to be on that same same boat as both of you. I had a really good time with it. I obviously went in expecting to have a really good time after the trailer and then finding out James Wan uh, was a part of it and then that Akila Cooper wrote it. Um, it delivered on everything I kind of was hoping for, except for that last act bloodbath. But that's fine. It's a small nitpick. I'm willing to let it go, um, as long as they bring that in a in a future fr- uh, like in a future entry because I know it's coming. Uh, really sassy, really funny, uh, self-aware. Uh, the acting wasn't too bad. wasn't outstanding. It wasn't terrible. I think we have a potential horror icon on our hands. I do. I really do. My only negative, once again, is that low body count and that there weren't more musical numbers. I wanted at least three or four more. So hopefully in the sequel, we have a big dance number to make up for it. So I will give it four cute little doll ensembles out of five. Nice. So can can we have like a... Um like create a universe where it's like Chucky versus Megan versus Annabelle or some oh kind God. of like it's coming like crazy. and Tiffany versus Tiffany. Yeah, like, it's like you know, Freddy create, versus Jason. Create this whole universe where these like AI dolls just start kicking each other's asses. Um, I can so, dig it. <laughs> do you dig it, man? So, uh, yeah, I don't have a lot to say in a wrap up. I think I've pretty much said it all. I I was really looking forward to seeing it. I was completely satisfied with what I saw. Uh, is it perfect? No. But I do think it stays true to itself. Um, I think it it's campy. It's fun. 
I think like Travis says, we're laughing with it. We're not laughing at it. I think it very much knew what it was trying to do, and I thought it delivered. Uh, I, I mean, I thought it, 90% of the movie, I thought, really delivered at what it wanted to do. So I was really quite satisfied when I walked out. So I would say I'll give it uh, four murderous dolls out of five murderous dolls. Don't know that I really need to see a sequel, but, you know, I'm sure they're coming. Well, with the sequel coming... Uh Remember how I kept saying five cream last week? Yeah. For Scream Five. What are they gonna do for Megan Three? Are they gonna be M Forgan? Ooh. M Forgan who? <laughs> 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 oh, that's the name, that's, that's the name of it. That's sorry, that's the name of the porn. M Forgan who M Forgan who M Forgan. With that. Before you go, we have a special surprise for you. We will be discussing the new HBO show. The Last of Us, Season 1, Episode 1. Um, all right, so before we get into the discussion, I just want to let you guys know a little bit about it if you haven't played the game. So The Last of Us is based on a 2013 video game of the same name. Um, it's been remastered, remade, re-released at least, what, four or five times yeah, since PS3 it released? PS3 was the original, and then mm -hmm. they remastered it for the PS four uh -huh. and i think they just did it again yeah they did a complete overhaul yeah for the ps5 like they changed everything well all the skins right like yeah they, no well they rebuilt it from the ground up it's a remake a, just I, like i a, keep getting confused with spider-man yeah 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 <laughs> i so it was remade re-released all that stuff and for good reason too um i've played it um travis have you played it i okay so the game came out in 2013 huge naughty dog fan I was ready to play. So I started playing it, and then so yes, two he's character, played it. He's played it. Two characters. See, just now, I got distracted. Something happened. I stopped playing it, and uh, now a TV show's out, and I haven't finished it. Sam, have you played it? No. Are you even a gamer, Sam, actually? I don't, I don't know. Wait, isn't Naughty Dog the same one as, like, Left 4 Dead? And, no, oh. no, Uncharted. Uncharted, okay, yeah. okay. No, You're thinking okay. of Valve. Sorry. Um, I dabble. You're, you're oh, not okay. a hashtag gamer? I'm not a hashtag gamer. I know Dan's played it like a million times, so he must know. Oh, my God. I wore out my PS3 just on The Last of Us. <laughs> I had to keep buying new remotes. I, 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 I'm telling you. Little did he know his PS3. It, 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 it almost ended my marriage, just to be clear about that. It was The that. Last of Us, like The Last of <laughs> it was the last, it was the last of Joni and Us. Yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, all those re-releases, for good reason. Um, I've played through it once. Um, now seeing the show, I kind of want to get back into it, so I might get the remake. But it's considered by a lot of people a gaming masterpiece, one of the greatest games ever made. And personally, I have to agree with that. Um, so a little bit of prehistory, just like two seconds. So it was originally supposed to be a movie um, by Screen Gems. Uh, they're the production arm of Sony that does uh, the Resident Evil movies. They do a lot of horror, a lot of genre stuff, but it was supposed to be directed by Sam Raimi. But um, there's the a Spider-Man guy. Yes. Yeah, I feel like every... That's where Travis got his confusion with Spider-Man. No. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that, uh, Mr. I Play Games. But um, <laughs> no, I feel like Sam Raimi's name kind of gets thrown on every project. They're like, Sam Raimi's going to do it. Well, no, actually, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, I was surprised he went through with... Uh, uh, Doctor Strange too, but yeah. um, so they the studio wanted it to be they were they kept on asking it to be sexier to be more you know action packed this and that they wanted World War Z 
the director and writer of the original game, Neil Druckmann, he was thinking more No Country for Old Men. So clearly there wasn't a, uh, there was a bit of a mismatch there. So it turns out he kept on asking people, hey, um, this should be, this shouldn't be a movie. It doesn't work. And uh, the guy that was in charge of IP expansion at uh, PlayStation, Carter Swan, was like, that is exactly the same thing that Craig Mazin said. And he's like, wait, the Chernobyl guy? Why can't I meet with him? This is several years after trying to get the movie done. And uh, turns out Craig Mazin actually reached out to him before Chernobyl and Neil kind of like blew him off. Oh. I was like, I don't know who you are. Oh, wow. So you're thankfully the, years you're later. You're the scary movie guy. Yeah. So thankfully years later they came together um, and both wrote uh, this first season. And uh, Craig Mazin actually directs the first episode and Neil Druckmann, the director and creator of the original game uh, will be directing the second episode so I'm gotcha. looking forward to that one but um, yeah that's a brief little history about the uh, you know the the makings of the show up until this point Dan, interesting Dan did you know the show was based off a video game before you watched it I'm so glad you asked me that question because <laughs> I I did not know it before I watched it. I watched the first episode, and then after I was done with the first episode, I then, as I often do with the, with the movies that we do, I like to watch it and then do some background on it. So then I did read up on it and immediately found it, and I, and I read a lot of what Frank was just talking about. So I, I did find that to be really interesting, sort of the whole background and how it got to this point. I found that wildly interesting. Also somewhat disappointed that it was based on a video game only because I have my own prejudice about video games that become movies Tomb Raider being a prime example or the original Tomb Raider um, and just like why or in reverse when you see a movie like The Phantom Menace and realize oh they're just going to turn this into a video game which they did So no I, I agree so essentially you had seen any other property that was now turned into a movie that was based off a video game and you kind of had this already negative well no because you saw it in reverse see but i you saw thought, the episode did you think, first yeah see because i'm was, glad hang on i'm glad i saw it that way that's what because i'm saying because i yeah, didn't have a to prejudice towards it because oh it's a video game they're turning into a tv series so i was very intrigued when I saw like everything when Frank went through and I read a lot about that that intrigued me a lot because well I'll are we talking about what, how we felt about it yet I, go ahead I'll go in a little bit too I, I think it kind of had two see because you know like I said I'd played a little bit of the game I kind of had two negative kind of I don't know like there were two negative thoughts going into my head one was that it was based off a video game second no disrespect I really like this guy now, was Craig Mazin. Um, he, before he did Chernobyl, which I still haven't seen, I heard it's great, and that, that's what blew me, because when I started hearing Chernobyl, Chernobyl was good, and I saw Craig Mazin's name attached to it, Craig Mazin also did Scary Movie 3, Scary Movie 4, what? Superhero Wait, Movie. Wait, did he write it? Yes. Oh, but, but see, and that, that, that's yeah. But then yeah. I had to start thinking more. I was like, okay. I don't think he initially 
chose and when he set out to be a writer, he's like, I'm going to write Scary Movie 3. I think it was just someone that is a writer that has talent, wanted to get into the industry, but he also kind of had to like get his footing in the door and he kind of had to pay the bills first. Right. He also had to have a flair for comedy. Yeah. Obviously, they, he would not have gone into something like Scary well, Movie yeah. without well, that. But Chernobyl, you do need to see it. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent series, I think. But that that's what I thought. And like I said, you know, I think Craig Mazin, like I said, like a lot of people when they go, you know, when they're first starting out in any career or job, you don't always get to pick what you want to do yes. first. Mm-hmm. We get it. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> wow, you are you're speeding me along. I like where Sam's at tonight. <laughs> I have the timer. This it's seven thirty nine. Fav- this is oh, my favorite Sam now. Okay, so before I go on forever, does anyone No, does anyone Well, I don't know. Okay, so before I go on forever, you even does talk about anyone? The game. No, does anyone <laughs> or the movie, the well, show? I don't know. Let's talk about the show now. Let's let's go. So someone else, someone else, take over here. I, Sam. Yeah, I didn't really have any preconceived notions of the thing. I knew it was a game, but I never. All I know is that it was a game about zombies, and that's all I I knew about it. I had no interest in watching it, because there's a million and one zombie shows, games, movies. So I didn't know if it was, if one, I was going to be intrigued, and two, it was going to keep me continuing to watch it. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, after the first episode, I, I want to keep knowing more about it, especially about Ellie. And Well, I mean, you kind of catch a glimpse of what she's capable of or why they need to keep her alive towards the very end. Um, spoilers. We're going to go into spoilers. If you have not seen the show yet... We might have some spoilers. Tell your bosses. I don't think there are a lot of spoilers because I feel like the lot this first episode left you with a lot of like, oh wow, what's gonna happen now? But you kind of find out why they need to keep Ellie alive. Right, that's a major. That's, that's the. That's, that's well, you find out, but you really still don't. Yeah. Really, no. But what I will end on, my favorite scene was when they were driving in the truck when he first, or when the um, Tommy and Joel went uh-huh. to go get the daughter. Yeah. And they were driving through the town. That gave serious gamer vibes, uh, like the POV, yeah. but uh-huh. I loved it because it worked really, really well. It does have serious gamer yeah. vibes, and if you read about it, that's actually lifted from the game. They commented very heavily mm, on that. I actually have the photo right here, so if you and we'll post it online. So if you look at the top, that's from the see that's the that's the game on top and the bottom. Oh wow! So yeah, see that they that's actually really cool. they actually lifted a bunch from the game. A bunch of shots. That whole sequence uh, where they're escaping, it was very similar to the game. The only difference being was in the in the show, the plane crashed. Right. But in the video game, they get hit by a truck. Oh. That's what flips it over. And that I th- truck that they narrowly missed. Yeah. In the game, that truck actually hits the car. So it was like a way of uh, you know throwing a little curveball to people who've played the game. That's We're expecting cool. it. Sorry, yeah. I saw someone walk by and I got really afraid. Someone's outside the cabin. Oh my gosh. There is somebody finally here. And I think it's my and wife, Joni. We're inside the cabin. They, Joni. Oh, damn it. No, but that, and she drove off. She drove away. <laughs> that's what I thought the show did well, too, was because my issue with a lot of video games that are turned into like films or TV shows is that they don't blend. They don't right. blend what came from the game and what didn't exist in the game, and it st- it, it it sticks out like a sore thumb, and it doesn't look natural at all. Yeah, I think this show did it well. Yeah. So having played the game, um, and having played uh, the sequel, I won't give too much spoilers. Obviously, it's out there that there's a sequel, but 
Um, with the first game, you start playing as Sarah, the uh, um, Joel's daughter, and then it moves a protagonist over to Joel, and then at some points you also play as Ellie. So there's multiple protagonists in both games, so it doesn't really spoil who lives and who dies. As you saw in the first episode, Sarah does not make it very far. Mm-hmm. But um, I really appreciated that it does really follow very closely those first two levels, give or take. Um, but it also expands on a lot um, here and there, like things that are implied to have happened in the game. We actually see the game like starts. Uh, so the game starts with um, Sarah waiting for Joel to arrive and giving her present. The show shows Sarah going to get that fixed in the first place. It you know gives you more time with Sarah before gotcha. she passes. Um, but also um, things with fireflies are also implied and shown here. Um, which which I appreciated. So I, I going forward, I'm really excited to see where else they'll expand things because as far as I know, um, they're keeping pretty close to the plot of the game, which is, uh, a, once again, a masterpiece. Really, really good storytelling. Um, I'm really glad that they're giving this story a chance to get a wider audience because there's a lot of people that don't play games and would never experience it otherwise. And of course... You know, it's it's not the most original story. The fungus aspect is one of the highlights as being something special about it. Um, I know Neil Druckmann was actually uh, inspired by Children of Men, the mm-hmm. Alfonso mm-hmm. Cuaron film. And you could really see that in this yes. episode. But yes. um, the thing that makes the, the game special isn't particularly the story so much as the relationships and the character development between the characters. So going forward, I'm really excited to see them really nail that. I was... Just coming off of what you're saying, I was that was the thing I was most intrigued by. Seeing it as another apocalyptic zombie sort of, well, how many times have we, you know, walked that trail? But it it is the relationships. It it is the character development that just even in the first episode, I'm very engaged and intrigued by the relationships. And that's what makes me excited about the next episode, along with how this whole zombie or whatever we want to call them how this kind of morphs and what it becomes and oh, so i'm yeah. sure there's a lot more there's to come so from much. that yeah and yeah. that that's very intriguing but I, I do i agree with you i think that's what makes it engaging and interesting for sure so speaking of that um just i'm gonna try not to talk too much this is your wrap-up right yeah this is my wrap-up um no i really also liked, like i don't want to repeat what the both of you just said. I agree with the relationships. But what I really liked, too, and I thought this did really well, was all this stuff going on in the background. Like, really subtle. Starts with the police mm. sirens. And then ends. The grandma. Yeah, the, no, the grandma scene. Mm-hmm. I used to think that Dawn of the Dead 2004 had a great opening. And then I saw this. Mm. And I was like, no, this is the best. Um, I, I think, you know, starting from police sirens to a plane yeah. crashing in the neighborhood... I thought it was great. Um, the build-up was good. The yeah, build-up was good. A little bit of War of the Worlds it, to it. It had that. It, to me, it also had a little bit of, like, Shaun of the Dead in there. Yeah. Um, just with the sullenness having in the background. Um, I really liked it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm going to end it with a question for Frank and maybe Sam. Dan, was the scientist in the beginning that was talking, was that Jonathan from yeah, The Mummy? That was John Hannah, okay. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, he would look really familiar. Wait, that was who? Um, he's he's uh, Evie's brother... In the in, Mummy movies? In the Mummy movies. Yes. That yeah. was? Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, I, I was kept, like, 
why does this guy look so I familiar? I kept looking going, I know this but, guy. And I kept thinking, do I know this guy? Like, did no, I no. do a commercial yeah. with this guy? <laughs> yeah. But I thought that opening was actually really cool. Oh, yeah. It's a oh, yeah. very cool setup. It doesn't exist in the game. So but I think it, it's no, cool. It's great. Especially talk about, well, global warming will mm-hmm. keep this stuff alive. You're like, oh, okay. Well, I, I, <laughs> that's I think that's pretty just, frightening. Just the way he turns the conversation, because they're like, oh, do you think like a epidemic? He's like, no, no. So you think it's going to be like a denial? And he goes, well, actually, I think it's going to be fungus. Just completely turns the conversation mm-hmm. around and leaves everyone speechless. Um, but I think you also didn't recognize him, and no one recognized him, because, you know, he wasn't like a buffoon, Jonathan. It's like, hey, there's actually a guy that knows what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Versus the mummy guy. Versus the mummy. Personally, the I think brother. I'd rather join them. The brother and the mummy. Yeah, right. that, that flashback at- is like super effective because it's rooted it i mean the 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 infection is rooted itself in 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 real life the cordyceps fungus does infect insects and it even actually is hostile towards other fungi so it's a very aggressive like it's real strain. yes yes mm. it is yeah well I didn't it's know scary about it. that's what why the mu- you look why you give me that look that's what the mushroom Cause that freaks me out <laughs> oh, okay. yeah that's yeah. what the mushroom said when he entered a bar you're a fun guy there you go <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dad. Well, we're not going to give this episode a rating, but um, going forward, I think what we want to do is gather like three episodes, then do an episode on that. So, you know, next time you guys hear us talking about Last of Us, it's going to be a special episode, uh, probably released on a Friday, but we'll, we'll figure that out as um, as we get there. But um, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like we all want to keep watching, right? I do. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm all in, for but, sure. I mean, also... Pedro. 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 Of course. Oh, yeah. Right. No. And <laughs> he's mean, just so good. I know good. you're into Pedro for other reasons, but he is really good. Yeah. He's good. And, yeah, and, he is. and I'm excited too. Like I said, I think what we want to do is maybe do a few episodes. Like we talked about the pilot now. Maybe by the next time we talk, the mid-season finale will be out, and then probably after that, the finale. By I, the time you get done talking, the whole thing will be, it'll be over. Yep. <laughs> but I'm just gonna do it with this. I'm excited that it's actually a one episode a week show. Me too. I would not want to binge the whole thing but at once. I'm just, but I love that. I love Give it me too. this one week yeah. episode drop. Yeah. I can't stand it when no. they drop an entire I, season I, at once. I'm a binge person. I love well, binging shows. Really? I feel yeah. like when you binge, you lose. You there's your brain well, overloads me, and you forget so much stuff. I forget when it's once a week and it makes me not want to keep watching or forget to keep watching. So I'm just like, oh, I've gone this long without watching it. I'm fine. If I binge, I just keep going. Normally, wow. I like binging too. But for this one, I'm like, no, I want once a week. But I think also to remember how I mentioned that like I randomly stopped playing the game perfectly I'm not even joking the the the, the moment where the pilot episode ends that's right when I stopped playing the game wow it's like he so knew. it synced up perfectly oh you missed all the really really good stuff I did so but he'll get to watch it let's talk about week. it in a couple weeks thank you so much for listening please if you like us like us share us review us Copy our link. Send it to your friends. Where send can it to we your find enemies. these links? Where are and these you big, can where find it on any streaming device where you listen to podcasts. All of them have Strangers in the Alps, a slasher podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Trathregan. I'm Megan. I'm Frank. I wish I was Megan, though. <laughs> and next week, we will be watching. Let's take a look here. Can you go ahead and take a look there? Trav- find us a good one, Travis. Find us a good one. Oh, hold on. No, uh, not that one. These are Dan's first steps. Not, not singing in the Dan rain. Dan loses his teeth. You said that joke once already. Why uh, is that here? Uh, <laughs> all right. Next week, we have Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Ooh, until then, stay safe. Stay strange. Please save us. <laughs> Out. Out.
two things on my notes. <laughs> what's what's left on this list of things? So it landed on his naughties. On my naughties. It landed on my that that's uh, that's for another. It busted your onions, baby.